I'm rather busy. Now he's going to move like right along to McGregor. That's his whole life. You know. All right. So as promised, this is the first non-alien episode of the X Files. Yeah, and it was a little shitty. You didn't like this one. I did not like this one because, well, I, oh boy. Okay. Well, no. Here's the thing. Like, like I liked a lot of it. I, I really just don't like Eugene Toomes. I think he was a shitty villain. It felt very poorly defined. His power is he sort of stretches or something and eats livers for some reason. I can't tell if – you know, I think a lot of it had to do with it didn't – it wanted to sell him as this inhuman monster, this I, – I, I mean the sheriff puts him with genocide and the Nazis. And really to me, he's a wild animal. I, I guess yeah. that's where – now all of the stuff that was – not Eugene Toomes, I really liked. I liked all of the interpersonal drama with her and her, you know, friend and, you know, the burgeoning of her relationship and friendship with Mulder and all of those things I thought were excellent. I think just an episode uh, an episode like this is as good as a villain, and I didn't think the villain was that effective. Hmm. I like Eugene Toomes a lot. Okay. I think that... Um... Well, sell him to me. I'm sorry, you feel so deflated. No, I, I, I'm not deflated. I, I'm trying to think of a way to to, to do this. I, I think that if my one piece of advice for you with the X-Files yeah. would be to not worry so much about why things are happening <laughs> and, and, and not focus so much on... Because like, I, I can see your point that Eugene Toomes is, is is an undefined character. Is is I we don't really well, know why he's doing this, but part of the thing of the X Files is that that's going to be the case for a lot of the episodes. But I, I guess what I'm saying is I can I I can appreciate part of that. I can appreciate that. I guess I guess I guess I didn't find the monster scary, and I think to a degree. This kind of an episode depends on whether or not you find the monster scary. If you don't find him a compelling and scary villain, then you're watching people get menaced by, you know, uh, a guy who says like three words and just glowers weirdly. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 guess, I don't know. I guess I'm worried because this, uh, this is like thought of as like the first like classic episode of the X. Really? Because I really and, liked. I found I really liked Conduit. I think. I, yeah, I, Conduit is less good. Because uh, Conduit, to me, was actually about something. I think you're going to get very different things out of this show. Okay. Well, which is I'm, probably fine. No, I mean, that, I mean that's one of the reasons it that is we do fine. this. It is a good thing. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, that Eugene Toomes comes back. I'll just say okay. that. Okay. Um, and maybe he's better off in the, his next appearance. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, I think that, that, that one of the things about this show in general is that it's only as good as... Um, it's only as good as the episode, which which is a, a kind of a tautology. But mm. you know, this is a this is a show that is dependent on the procedural, at least for a large yeah. part of the first season. And they they do move away from that uh, a lot in, in later seasons. It is not as much of a procedural. Okay, and and also it does really depend on whether or not you like Mulder and Scully and yeah. like their dynamic and their relationship. And, and I do want to stress, I like the Mulder and Scully stuff in this episode. Like I said, if you had replaced Eugene Toomes with a better villain, I think I would have really liked this episode. I mean, there are there are things about... I mean, part of the reason why I think this episode is looked on so fondly is because, like I said, it is the first episode that sort of you know broadened the concept of the show mm-hmm. and, and did make it 
not about aliens and not about UFOs. Yeah. And, you know, like I said last week when we talked about the, the first two episodes of The X-Files, that was a real concern on, on the yeah. part of, of Fox executives and all those, you know, kind of people where this is going, was this going to be the UFO show? And, you know, and Conduit obviously didn't help yeah. that. But it is the kind of thing where maybe I like this episode more because I've seen it so much. Yeah. I mean, maybe looking at it, never seeing it before, I wouldn't like it as much. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can see your point that that Toombs is kind of an ill-defined character, and and maybe he's not that scary. But at the same time, I don't know that he's supposed to be. I I I I, I guess you know. Again, scary, interesting. His superpower is he stretches like that. that that's well, it's it's not it's not really about Eugene yeah. Toombs as much as, as it is about the mystery. And and I yeah, think that and the cent- mystery- central central to the concept of the X-Files as a show is is the mystery. And, and and that could be part of it is that I thought the solution to the mystery wasn't as compelling as the mystery itself. Yeah, I mean that I could certainly see that. I mean, I think that you know, setting aside Eugene Toombs and setting aside, yeah. you know, what what his whole thing is. I mean, Part of the reason why I think this episode is is so good, like like I said before, is the Mulder and Scully yes. stuff, and is also the 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 fact that the show is starting to create them as a discrete entity against the world. Yeah, and which I on on the one hand, I in both of these episodes, and I know this is part of the era that it was made. It seems like it's lived in a little too quickly. In other words, they you know. People know of Mulder and Scully already when they've really worked on two cases together. She hasn't been, you know, with him for that long. You know, people – there's a part in the next episode where she says, oh, this looks like an X-File, which sounds like a little too fluent for her experience in the X-Files so far. Things like that. But that said, again, this is 1993. I know why it's it's handled that way and, you know – to the episode's credit, it sells that. I mean, I think it's it's very interesting to see the way that other people are reacting to Skelly at this point because we talked a little bit about how she's treated as a woman and the answer is at least at the FBI. So far, it's not a thing. They're not – you know, they – everybody who knows her seems to think of Skelly as somebody who is wasted in this assignment. You know, her friend thinks that – you know – her fr- everybody wants to you know they're giving her time on this case because they know if she helps solve it it's a very nice feather in her cap if one of them gets prom- you know if if her friend from the you know from the episode gets promoted she's he's gonna take her on as his assistant or something like that very quickly like you know that's yeah. that's how the deal making is going to work everybody seems to think that Scully deserves that and by the end of the episode, she's recognizing that the politicking is not what why she joined the FBI, and it's not why Mulder joined the FBI either. I but of mean, course, that's part of it. If if you want to get anywhere, yes. And no, I, I know. I think, and, yeah, I mean, I think that that for Scull- for for Mulder, certainly, you know, why he became an FBI agent, mm-hmm. you know, we we don't really know at this point. And yeah. and obviously, Conduit will will go more into his background a little bit, and we'll talk about that when we get to it, but. You know, it seems to me that 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 I mean, the question for you, I guess, is Mulder's obsession with the X Files is is less of a job and more of a calling. Yeah, and Scully is. Do you see that Scully is already starting to come along on that ride? Well, whereas what? whereas people like Tom Colton, yeah. her her you know a colleague from the academy, are more 
career minded. They're more yeah. looking at this as a way to get a house and a car and it, you know. I mean, I said last week something about you know the glamour of the FBI, and you la- you know laughed a little bit. But Colton is 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 gunning for the glamorous part of that. Yes, when you're on the ground, you know his his job day to day right now kind of sucks, but he knows that you know his again his friend who you know topical reference got a you know lucked into the world trade center bombing again which is something that we especially post 9 11 think of as a horrible thing but he thinks of as damn it i wish i was on that case you know that was a solely a career move for him i mean there's the line that when they're at the crime scene and he says to skull you know whose side are you on and she's a little horrified and he's like uh the victims you know i think for her at the end of the day what she is career whatever you know aliens whatever that all doesn't matter all she really cares about is you know you get the sense she is has become a fbi agent because she wants she feels this is the best way to help people people have died because of this people are threatened because of this she wants to catch the uh catch the killer in order to in a, in a way avenge the victim or get justice for the victims um Mulder doesn't have the exact same motivation but I think one of the one of the taglines for the show, the truth is out there. Um, I think that's Mulder's goal. Mulder is looking for the truth, and the truth happens to line up with justice for the victims a lot easier than getting my career ahead. And yeah, I, I, yeah. so I, I even again, even if you know Mulder, well, Mulder wants to prove the existence of aliens and conspiracies and all of those things. That's what truth is for me. Scully is interested in that insofar as it will give victims dignity and will help people, but you know she also just wants you know again. I think that's where her so so her goals and Mulder's are aligning, and they understand each other. She recognizes that if she is going to be solely on the side of the victims, on the side of helping people, then she is going to be stuck in the basement because she's not going to say the politic answer. Well, I think that's all true. And I also, I mean, I'm glad you're picking up on the fact that they they both sort of have very, I think, real and altruistic reasons for for what they're doing, why they're doing it. I mean, Scully is at heart a scientist and Part of the reason why I think she is so open already to to Mulder's theories is because she realizes that Mulder is not just fitting the facts yeah. to an agenda. He is not—I mean, he certainly comes up with sort of weird theories about stuff that are unfounded by the evidence sometimes. Yeah, but, but, to but, go- but also, I mean, I think that she realizes that Mulder is— he's looking at this and saying this doesn't make sense like he likes the mystery of it and scully likes ta- scully likes looking at the mystery and and figuring out where the science is going to take her and i think that mm. both of them work complementary yeah. to each other in that way well i mean i'm thinking about the spit at the beginning of the next episode where you know he he uses his justification as this tablet and she immediately says well he wouldn't just use that like he has some other at this point, she trusts him enough, and then he does show her the chain of logic that got him to realizing this is something uh, worth investigating. I mean, I mean, there I, is there is a part to Mulder as well where I think that um, he is showing off a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he he obviously is is, is extremely intelligent, and and Scully is as well, yeah. of course. You know, 
I think to some degree Mulder is a little dismissive of of everyone else around him. Tom Colton especially. I mean, I think that Tom Colton well, in the episode isn't he's less of a character and more of an obstacle. And yeah. he is there to remind us of how smart Mulder is and to let Mulder show off a little bit. Well, I think Mulder is dismissive of everyone else be, as kind of a defense because everyone is dismissive of him. Again, listen to Well, what, yeah, well, but listen I mean, what, what what his background there is, turns out. There is out. an arrogance to Mulder though. Oh yeah, but I think it's one born of isolation. In other, in other words, um, you know he he he's recruited out of college as this. It turns out he has a he's a brilliant serial killer profile. He could it, there's the implication that with his abilities he could have ridden his ticket anywhere. And then he begins to dig up into UFO stuff, assumedly as a response to his you know what happened to his sister. And uh, he he he, I. There is a degree of Mulder to where he sees all of the evidence. It connects for him. Everything makes sense, and everyone thinks he's crazy. So therefore, I must be the only sane one. I'm the only one smart enough to actually cut through the bullshit. And part of his respect for Scully is coming from the fact that she seems to be the only other person who's not just making a joke. I mean, when Colton says, oh, so is it little green men? He's making fun of, you know— Mulder, but, but Mulder makes fun of him right back because Mulder is somebody who takes this stuff seriously and you know knows Mulder knows everything there is to know about UFOs. As if, if we agree that this is a legitimate subject, it's something that he has a doctorate in, you know. And so Colton is making the dumbest thing ever, you know. He's, I mean, I think there, there to some degree, you know, if Mulder was alive, you know, if this show had been taking place twenty years later. And, you know, you almost seem like Mulder be be on Reddit calling people sheeple. Like, yeah. that seems to be like his kind of personality is, type. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that it, it's one of those things where he he respects Scully because she is willing yeah. to go on the journey with him. And she is yeah. willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, And in a lot of ways, she does kind of, again, conduit. You talk, she is kind of a conduit between Mulder and... The, the 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 superiors at the FBI. She's the she goes is able to hang out in both worlds, even though it turns out that she prefers being in Mulder's. I mean, you know, I, that's true. But I think that that um, you know, key key to that in, in in Squeeze is as the evidence mounts that Eugene Toombs is yeah. something else besides just a random serial killer. We don't, you know, we don't know exactly, um, you know, yes, I, I, to some degree, I, I agree with you that the whole liver eating thing is a little, yeah. is a little underbaked. It and, just seems like they picked a bunch of stretches and eats livers and, you know, is immortal. Like they, they just picked three random scary, you know, killer things. I think it's a little more thought but, out than that. But, you know, I think that, yeah. you know, you kind of have to go with the fact that this is not a hard science, and, hard science fiction show, right? Like it's just going to be a little loosey goosey sometimes. And I'm I'm fine with Lucy Goosey. I just would have rather they had a more coherent theme. Well, I mean, it's you know, but I I think that um, and certainly some of it is a little workmanlike. I mean, I think that the um you know sort of horror movie aspects of it are just kind of yeah. very workmanlike, and obviously they're just doing those angles and stuff and not really showing what's going on to be as scary as possible. You know, and and it's kind of something that they maybe move away from a little bit. You know, down the line. I mean, I'm not saying that the show is um is is as good or as well constructed or as you know sort of like come in it hasn't come into itself yet again i I thought it was a good episode just needed more work on its monsters but but i think that where this is really coming from is 
you know, Mulder is looking at this and he is immediately picking up on the fact that there's a, you know, weird yeah. thing about the vent in the office. And that takes yeah. him to the fingerprint. And, and that and, and that takes him to this thing. And that takes him to that thing. And then they capture Eugene Toombs. And then they get his fingerprint. And then he stretches it out. And, you know, Scully believes him in as much as she, she believes the evidence. She doesn't really have an explanation yeah. for it. And I think the difference here is that Mulder takes the evidence and and extrapolates out a theory that that may or may not be correct and scully looks at the evidence and she says okay i i buy this i buy that their fingerprints match but she is still she's not really in the business of 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 theorizing an answer to this that is outside the realm of 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 what she knows to be true whereas Mulder is interested as he says in extreme possibilities and i think a lot of her poking hole she's very good at poking holes in Mulder's theories and I think a lot of that is her even playing devil's advocate to him. You know, she may not necessarily, she may believe him that, you know, very quickly that, okay, there's an immortal serial killer, but nobody else is going to believe us. So this is what they're going to say about this. And this is how they're going to view this evidence. And this is circumstantial. And this could be a coincidence, you know, there, in a way she does, you know, Mulder likes starting something and he likes coming to the answer and it's aliens it's an immortal liver eating thing you know the end let's go to the next one and she's the one who's saying well we need to be a bit more meticulous about it we need to you know it's you know between us that's one thing but we need to prove this to the larger world because she she i mean you know to 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 borrow a 21st century expression you know scully is understanding of the optics of the situation Mm. you know she she realizes that yeah like you said they can have these conversations between the two of them but when it comes to presenting something to uh, uh, you know, the yeah. higher ups in the FBI, they need to be a little more circumspect about it. And they need yeah. to really, you know, the, the way that Mulder's work is going to gain legitimacy is by meticulous application of evidence in pursuit yeah. of the truth. And Mulder seems not, not that Mulder is taking shortcuts, but Mulder doesn't really seem to understand that. Whereas Scully does. Well, because again, for the, for Mulder, the existence of, We'll call it the paranormal just to be an umbrella. Um, the existence of the paranormal is a known fact to him. And so all of these things can be the case. You know, it, it, it's, you know, to you and me living in the real world, to the FBI directors, the thought of, you know, a liver eating guy who can stretch himself and, you know, hibernates every 30 years, you know, and all of that is patently, patently, patently ridiculous and can only. We can only find a. You're you're giving me a face. I know the FBI really believes in aliens and all of that, but no, you know. I was I was just gonna say, don't look in my fridge because there's oh. certainly not a human liver in there. Yum. Um. Ew. You don't know how to cook liver. <laughs> I could figure it out. Um. It's not ridiculous for Mulder to be see to see something and conclude that an alien is at it. I mean, remember that chain of logic from the very first episode you know where all right well he's possessing a, you know the guy in the coma and you know obviously this is what's happening in aliens and scully's like yes 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 and then she laughs because it's ridiculous and she knows i need to make this story but for Mulder, that's one that makes sense because of the shit he's seen mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily you're you're right he, he he isn't able to take that step externally because maybe he has been in the basement so long and he doesn't really care about proving it to other people i mean 
Mulder's interested in the truth because people need to know this, but if they're not going to follow him, well, fuck you, you know, in a way. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you know, we do yeah. have to make the point that Mulder is not completely oblivious to the reality of, of the course. situation because there is that line. I think it was in the pilot or the second episode. Oh, yeah. I'm made, not crazy. I have depths. He, well, no, he made friends in Congress, so he's at least he has some understanding that he needs to protect himself in yeah. some way. Yeah. Uh, in general, yeah. I, I think the, the, the other thing I want to talk about with, with this episode um, is, you know, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but but Scully's gender really being a non-issue by everybody, yeah. which, you know, in 1993, was that completely realistic? It's a deliberate no. decision, you can tell. Is yes. it completely realistic now? No. But it is a, it is a, a deliberate, deliberate decision on Chris Carter's part mm-hmm. to make scully really uh, 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 a true equal to Mulder, and you know things that i never really noticed before like for example um you know the fact that she she just enters the the hole in, yeah. in uh tomb's apartment first you know without even thinking about it you know she is not she reaches for her gun immediately when she thinks there's a problem you know i thought it was even funny that they have you know where she fills the bathtub in I thought, okay, now we're going to get the cheesecakey thing of her in a bra. And, like, she just keeps her shirt. Like, even that I thought was, you know, interesting. And she, yeah. you know, she recognizes immediately, shit, something's up. And, again, if Mulder saves her from her predicament, this is going to be a show where they're going to be saving each other left and right. It, so it, exactly. it's, it's going to even out. Um, well, I, I want to kind of pick up that theme in the next episode because this is – I think the show is trying to have it both ways and I think mostly successful – in that it can provide an environment in which a woman is treated professionally and, you know, right, and yet which also does acknowledge the problems that women may have in society. The next episode, I think, goes into that a lot. Yeah, no, I think so, too. Well, I think that that I – before we move on to Conduit, I, I want to make one last attempt to to sell uh, Eugene Toombs to you. And and Was it the glowy eyes and the hissing? <laughs> I mean, yes. He is a collection of, <laughs> of weird – tropes that don't really fit together i i I will give that to you yeah and certainly this is not the strongest episode of the show but i i guess my question for you is setting aside the fact that that eugene tombs was uninteresting to you as a villain does this episode work for you in selling the idea of the x-files as something that is not just going to be about ufos oh yeah and i is the concept do you do you get at this point that the concept is broad enough to, no. to support this kind of episode and i, I want to be clear that like if you take out eugene tombs and put a good monster in this would be a really good episode like i said everything structurally it works i think there are going to be plenty of episodes where there's some monstrous supernatural killer and they've got to figure it out where the monster is less than you think well um where the monster is cool and interesting and you know a little scary or compelling or something again I just bounced off the monster in this one. I thought it was stupid. I thought the effects were stupid. I didn't think his powers were interesting or scary. It was just like, he's an Okie who can stretch and eat livers. That's 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 Eugene Toombs. He's from Baltimore. Well. It's not an Okie. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I guess I, I, I get it, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as you say it is. Well, we'll I just, don't think it's as good as you say it is. We'll so. just leave it at that. We can agree to disagree. All right, let's talk about Conduit. See, now, Conduit actually felt like it was about something. You know, and I don't they, like it that much. Yeah. I, I – again, I know that X-Files isn't a Buffy-style show in which the monsters symbolize something or allegorical for something. And – but I think I liked this episode because even though it wasn't 
a straight allegory for anything. It did have a lot of resonances for the um for how victims can respond to crimes or being you know being victimized in, in any way. I think that the character of Ruby, who is barely in her own episode, uh this is well. The episode is not about Ruby. The episode but, is about Mulder's sister. No, it, well, it's about both of them in a way. It's about women. I disagree. It's about women disappearing. I think about all of the subtext surrounding Ruby. Everybody's the, the entire episode is talking about what kind of girl Ruby is, right? Like they're talking about, oh, she was with some biker or other. It's when she is missing. Even the sheriff said, you know, says, you know, well, you know, Ruby was a bad girl. This is about some, but this is Ruby is. Everybody understands that Ruby is the kind of girl who is going to meet the wrong guy, get sexually assaulted, and possibly killed. And that's just – it's sad, but that's the way of things. Like I said, the show is very aware of you know, the ways that women can be victimized in, in certain ways. And the end of the episode deals with how does a victim of something, of anything – how do you respond to that? And I think – Scully and Mulder wish for, you know, what a victim should do is speak out about that, be open mm-hmm, about that, mm-hmm. you know, make it clear that this is what, you know, this is what happens. This yeah. is – and yet her mother, you know, is all she says as well as far as I was concerned. She was in the back of Harley. Now she's going to be home and fine and, you know, go to church and stuff like that. Like that's – I don't know. I found that – again, I found that subtext to be very much – a little more interesting than maybe the plot of the episode maybe. But – um Well, I think that the- – Mulder is trying to save his little sister. He's trying to save a girl who has been victimized. And I think this is just – this reminds me of some more real-world ways in which uh, young women are victimized, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I mean I I think that that there's a couple things here. I mean for the show itself, um, you know, talking about Samantha is a way to connect the the sort of overarching mystery of the show – um, to the personal a little bit and, and to give Mulder a sort yeah. of grounding as a, as a character who, you know, really ha- has a personal stake in this sort of thing. And that's why he is so interested in finding Ruby. I mean, I think, you know, Scully's interested in the case because this is a cr- crime has yeah. been committed and, you know, she wants to help. You know, I, I don't know. My, my problem with Conduit is that I don't think it's focused enough. I, I don't think it, it's sort of a grab bag again of UFO cliches we don't really get a good answer to what happened to Ruby. Not that that's necessarily that important, but it's... I think what's important is that we don't find out what happened to Ruby. We never get to hear the story of her victimization. Well, what's... Yeah, but I think that that it's important because of the two different attitudes that um, Ruby's mother and Mm -hmm. and Mulder and Scully have towards, towards Ruby's disappearance. You know, they wanted to talk to Ruby and find out what happened. Ruby is sort of, you know, uninterested in that only because she's just gotten yeah. back from a place and she doesn't know where, where the hell she is. And her mother is not interested in it because what, what does it matter where she well, was? Well, because the mother was ridiculed for telling what happened to her. Again, this is, you know, you want to talk about people feeling shame after they've been sexually assaulted, feeling like people are not going to believe them. Again, she, you know, the mother is reacting exactly as somebody who spoke out about violence done to her and wasn't believed and nothing happened to it and the guy didn't you know even go to jail so you know I would rather my daughter not go through that will at least deal with that and I think you know Mulder and Scully Mulder especially with his sister is somebody who is not willing to just say well this is what happens you know sometimes you know 
a girl meet the wrong guy and get, you know, get killed by him. And, you know, it sucks, but that's the way of the world. And she should have, you know, protected herself. And, you know, the wages of sin is death. Mulder and Scully are the ones who are saying, no, that's not how it goes. You know, this was something that was done by something else, something in a way evil, if we want to use the last episode's word for it. Um, Evil happens, and it is us as the people who represent law to speak out for the victims and to make sure that the people who do this are punished and that this doesn't happen again. Yeah, but what does it mean that there's nowhere to, no one to punish? I mean, I think that, that like... Well, what that, you that's really, how do you punish rape culture? Yeah, but you punish a rapist. I mean, I think that yeah. there's that that's kind of the larger question of the episode is that, you know, there is nothing to punish. There is no resolution here because they don't know what happened to Ruby. And and yeah, maybe she was abducted by aliens, maybe she wasn't. Who knows? Maybe she was abducted by that biker gang that showed up at the end. Maybe, I mean, it's We don't it's, know. We don't know. I, I think mean, I like that there is an entirely mundane and plausible explanation for most of this episode. Sure. Now, of course, it's the X-Files, it's aliens. We know it's aliens, but well, maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess that that for me, I'm, I'm not. You know, I don't think that there's a. I don't think you can really make a strong connection between Ruby and Samantha because, of course, Samantha was like an eight year old girl. Yeah, but and, there's all, but 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 there's a connection between Mulder and the little boy. Mulder thinks Mulder knows that this is going to be a boy who is going to be. A, or at least, I mean, he's certainly projecting a lot, but I think Mulder is seeing this boy and knowing he's going to be obsessed with his sister. This is going to ruin him in the same way I've been a little ruined. I mean, I think it's, yes, the ages don't really match, but I, I, I don't well, think it's that's not interesting even, at all. It's not even that the ages, I mean, I think that if you're talking about, you know, rape culture and Ruby as sort of, a, you know, all that kind of stuff, I mean... I don't think it's incidental that Samantha is an innocent in all this. Yeah. I'm not saying that Ruby deserved what happened to her. But I was say, how, do but we do we know if Ru- we don't do we know to what degree Ruby is or is not an innocent? I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, I think that what what, yeah, I'm, exactly. what I'm getting at is it's the culture is telling her that that that's what really is is the problem. Yeah, and I think in both cases, Mulder is saying, you know, there is this truth about. UFOs and aliens and they are taking people just as there is this thing such thing as rape culture which exists and is taking people and again I think the uh, there is there there is a nice parallelism in this episode between Mulder and Samantha and binary boy and his sister even even if the circumstances are somewhat different otherwise it's just two stories mashed to into an episode together yeah I don't know I just I feel like you're reading something into the episode that you want to see well i feel like you re- you read something good into eugene tomb so because i i just i don't this episode is really messy like it doesn't real. i don't think it really knows what it's trying to say and and you know it's got the like thing about the 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 boy who is you know r- reading stuff off the tv yeah he like, has a certain truth and he's being persecuted for that truth just as Mulder has the truth about aliens and is persecuted for that in his and way. yeah but it's like come on and then also it's got the whole thing about the weird like wolves the white wolves like what is that about well they they know, just see a body in the forest they're scavenging Who's that body? Like I, I don't. That's the body of her boyfriend. Right, she... but it's like there's there's just there's connections here that I mean I think that the show is really interested in trying to construct interesting visuals more than it's trying to in this episode at least trying to make them all gel together. I don't and, know gelled together for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess I'm just not in the same way that I was not able to convince yeah. you of of squeezes potential i'm not really convinced of okay. its potential to me it just feels like a grab bag of ufo stuff that doesn't really ever work 
And and see, to me, it was you. And I guess that. also for me, the context is that they do these kind of episodes that are relevant to to the mystery of Samantha's disappearance yeah. much better later. Like this, this, this does feel to me like they're still not really sure what type of show they want to be. Do they want to be a sort of mystical ex- exploration of the truth? Do they want it to be a, a procedural mystery show? You know, do they want it to be a buddy cop show? Like they still don't really know. Do they want it to be a UFO show? Like they don't really know. And so it, it's all just kind of a grab bag of stuff to me that, that individual scenes in this episode feel like they're coming from different shows. Okay. Well, I disagree. I, I Again, I can see them doing this type of episode better, but I thought it did it very well. Again, if the Samantha stuff isn't – if we don't learn anything new about Samantha, fine. Like, uh, you know, maybe they don't even know anything. I'm glad you have that attitude, by the way. <laughs> well, for right now, you know, I I – I know it's going to be one of the central mis- you know, parts of Mulder's character, but I think at this point it's possible they just – what we have in this episode is all that they thought about that. You know, They probably – I don't know if they had an idea where she is or not or what exactly happened, but – you know. The, so I mean, again, I took this to be less about Samantha and took that more as an underpinning for this case because I found this case interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean I feel like it's – For me, what – and I'm trying to put this into a context, of course, because I have seen the whole show, that they're still not – again, they're still not really sure what type of show they want this to be. And again, I just feel like this episode is is, is trying to do too much and is not really doing a deep enough exploration of any of these things. And so – you know, they may, I don't know if it's because they thought maybe they weren't going to get renewed. I, you know, who knows? But there's there's much more of an effort on the show's part to construct some breathing room in these stories when they were a big hit. And the show is still very unsure of itself. Yeah. And it feels like it's unsure of itself in this episode. Well, again, I can tell it's the fourth episode. Sure. Right. And, and you know. But that doesn't you know, dismiss the fact that I got a lot out of it. Oh, no, the I'm, fact not, that, I'm not dismissing and the you fact got a lot that the, out of it, for sure. And I the mean, fact that the ending of this episode is the one which gives, I think, a further resonance is to that I want to believe line. I mean, I... Well, I think that, that you know, certainly the episode... I'm not saying I don't like the episode. I mean, I just think it's messy. And, you know, to me, like, for example, you know, the 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 conduit stuff with the kid and him being able to, you know, understand the television and then the NSA comes in. And it, yeah. It's like, it just drop that. Like, you know, it doesn't need to be in the episode at all. And I agree. That wasn't the best part of it. But there is a bit of clusterfuck in this episode that I do appreciate. It to me to me it almost felt like to me it almost felt like the episode like was short and they like had to yeah. construct some scenes to make it longer because like there's that whole thing about like are they actually going to go on the adventure or are they not I don't know and it's like it takes up the first three minutes of the show and it's like okay yeah. but why but at the same uh, time I do think th- I mean one of like the, that, one they, of the questions that I had is that even if they're using budget airlines and hotels they are still getting money in order to go on these adventures like what uh, you know. His superiors are, you know, it's suggested that part of the reason that Scully is here is because so that his superiors can get official documentation to start, you know, shooting him down. So, you know, the budget of these little galavans actually is a question that I have. And so I think it is significant that it is actually does, you know, and you do have Scully who is 
running interference and who is kind of, you know, Mulder doesn't really document all of his logic, apparently. So she's the one who has to kind of translate. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I agree with you. I think that the opening of the episode is, is, is you know, interesting. And it does kind of say something about uh, Mulder and Scully and their different approaches to, you know, basically getting approval for what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but again, it just feels to me like the episode was a little short and they had to like, I'm glad they came up with that scene. It works. But, you know, it, it doesn't really um, like if that wasn't there, I don't know that I would miss it that much, you know, like at that yeah, kind guess. of thing. And, you know, like, I don't know, I guess I just feel like I mean, the show is really good at visuals, obviously, and the show is really good at constructing, you know, interesting openings. I mean, the o- opening of the episode is oh, really yeah. strong. I mean, I have a question why someone would, you know, make a whole cup of coffee and then just leave it there for it to shake when the aliens come. But hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, little things like that. Yeah. But well, Jurassic Park had just came out. So it was, you know, that's true. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the episode takes you on a ride and it's not. There's just well, something about I, it that I find unsatisfying. I, I guess it's vaguely unsatisfying in a way that the show is rarely vaguely unsatisfying to me. See, and I kind of found some of the unsatisfyingness. I thought the ambiguity of the ending actually worked for the episode because it ends on that line where so 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 the last we see is Mulder in the church and you know there's the voiceover of his deep regression hypnosis the catholic church the catholic well i will just put that there uh, well yeah the church um <laughs> are there other churches what <laughs> no there's weird splinter groups that think they have religion but oh my god we're gonna get in so much oh the trouble. protestants are so cute i know it's like they they they, they have a religion without any leaders it's cute <laughs> we god speaks to us yeah right sure we just tell them that where the hell is the giant bleeding christ that's what i, I know. know but you know with, with the tape of his and he's talking about how he you know, is hearing this voice, which is saying, you know, she won't be heard. Don't be afraid of that. Um, the psychologist or whoever is saying, you know, do you believe that? Well, I want to believe. Now, in the 90s, I want to believe, and the truth is out there, are were two phrases that were on T-shirts everywhere. And I want to believe in particular meant I believe in aliens, and I'm vaguely edgy, edgy about that, even though I am referencing one of the most popular shows on at the time. You know, it was that kind of a thing. It was just alien iconography chic. In context, particularly with religion blaring in the, you know, visual foreground, it turns out to, I guess the phrase, the word want becomes a lot more significant to me. That becomes the operative word of the phrase. Um, It is about the desire for faith, even though when one is confronted with all evidence to the contrary. In other words, you know, whatever is happening, aliens are kidnapping his sister. It's a fucking terrifying thing. Who would ever believe that everything is going to be all right for that? Who would, how would Mulder ever feel whole after this experience that he had? How would he ever? Yeah, and he doesn't. He's very, yeah, exactly. He's very affected by it and has a lot of, you know, psychological trauma by it. But at the same time, he wants to believe in aliens and God and that in salvation. He wants to believe that he is going to somehow be saved. Now for Mulder, that means finding out what happens to his sister, restoring her, and that's going to fill his, fill the void in him. Now, well, I yeah, because because his sister being abducted by aliens yeah. is a lot better than her being abducted by like a serial yeah. killer who rapes and murders her. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, what's you know is is aliens a way of 
acknowledging evil while allowing humanity to remain innocent in a way. In other words, a serial killer, yeah. you know, abducting and killing a little girl is a human committing an act of extreme evil, which is something that Mulder in his time dealing with serial killers certainly saw some acts of extreme evil um, that were committed and part of humanity. Right. If aliens are doing this, then that's something outside humanity that's visiting evil upon it. Again, I think it is – this show is so far showing some of the evils of humanity and incarnating them in the supernatural. Again, what I didn't necessarily believe that Eugene Toombs was equal to the, to the fucking Holocaust, but um, – of course, they, that guy was also 90 years old. Well, yeah, but I mean he is making a very clear – I mean it, it, if the parallel isn't sold as well as it, it's certainly the show does believe that a cert, there is a certain kind of evil in humanity. And I Well, I think – I mean not to go back to Squeeze, but I, I, I think you're overselling the comparison that that detective makes to Eugene Toombs in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. I think that for him, Eugene Toombs was a very, very small-scale reminder representation yes. of the evil that humanity can do. And there's a met- – it's and that, a metonym. It's, it's, right. it's a – yeah. And so, that's... you know, I don't think he actually believes that Eugene, Eugene Toombs <laughs> killing 20 people over 90 years is as bad as the Holocaust. No, I know. But, and I guess that's the – you know, that, that, that was – it didn't bother me. I did appreciate. I did get where the show was going. Sure. For that. And- but I, I mean, I think that. Well, there's there's a couple things here. I think that that number one, um, you know, the central mystery of the show, of course, at this point is is you know where did Mulder's sister go? And uh, I, I think it's not going to be uh, a surprise to you that the answer to that is more complicated than it first appears. Yeah. And I mean, if it's just simple as she was on an alien ship and you know she either died or is still there, he is not at all. You know in itself is not that interesting it's true right and and so i i, I want to say that if there's one redeeming feature of of conduit for me it is that it it very nicely slots into the idea that that the answer to the puzzle that you're trying to solve is not always what it seems mm. you know because of course they've got the character of the the woman um one of ruby's friends who's lying about what's going yeah, on yeah and so, who you know, killed they, the they, boyfriend you know right like again they, there was a go, murder committed and it was simple jealousy i mean if you right. want to talk about uh ev- uh about banality of evil it was a jealous woman killed her boyfriend because he was ran off with another woman and was abandoning her while pregnant that's about as simple as you can get and right they, they about go, as human as you can get right they go down those roads of, of having dead ends and having things not be as they appear and so that's important for the show i i think the other thing too and i don't want to talk about this too much because you know frankly it's it's not really developed until much later in the show's run but you know, one of the things that, that is, you know, sort of criticisms around the X-Files or critical analysis of the X-Files really talks about is, is this idea of Chris Carter as, as really wanting to explore the, the sort of like folk culture of America yeah. and sort of Americana in general. And, um, you know, frankly, the show is a little dismissive of it. And, and so the UFO stuff is, is definitely a part of that, that kind of culture it's also hard for us to talk about because it's almost completely disappeared from culture. Yeah. Like part me, you know, and maybe partially as a result of the X files, I think we just kind of got, you know, X aliens became really popular and then we just got sick of it. And then it got relegated to just crazy UFO people. Right. Right. Of the internet conspiracy blogs. But it's almost, I mean, it's almost completely disappeared in a way that is strange. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird to me, but anyway, I guess the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap this episode up is um, I think we need to talk about David Duchovny's performance because 
you know, we talked a lot about uh, uh, Squeeze in terms of how Mulder and Scully are, are developing as, as a partnership and all that kind of stuff and how they really are sort of starting to gel. And, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about David Duchovny, especially even early on, is is I think how well-formed the character really is. You know, you like Mulder. Yeah. He's, he's funny. Well, there is a... It's interesting because he's got weird line readings. I mean, like David Duchovny is snarky, but not in a 20, you know, mid 20 teens snarky. You know what I mean? Like, I think we were, um, I don't remember what you said earlier, but I was thinking like, if he were made now, he would be like a house type of character who would be a lot more of an asshole. Like Mulder is sarcastic, but I don't think you can call him an asshole. I don't think you can call him nasty. If he's dismissive, it's coming out of isolation, and I don't think he's going out of his way to be cr- – he's not it's, cruel. And I think that's a very important part to why we like the character. He's It's coming out of playfulness. Yeah, he's, he's – you know, for what, what Mulder does is when he – you know, somebody makes a kind of a cutting joke about little green men, he's like, all right, I'm going to take what you do, and I'm going to escalate it. Oh, is that not what you wanted? Okay, now I'm going to find a – really important clue like that, right. that that's Mulder's style he's not doing it to necessarily he's not doing it to be cruel but he's punching down somebody who is being a dick yeah absolutely and that's just very early 90s the guy who's a little too sl- you know he is v- very much an early 90s slick to him but and in a way which isn't I liked. It felt nostalgic to me. Yeah, but I mean, that's all in the writing. I mean, the lines that he's saying in the writing. What, I, yeah. what I'm talking about more is David Duchovny's performance. Okay. And, you know, like his line readings are, are very strange. I, I, think, I can't say I've... I, I think that there's one uh, uh, early on in, in, in Conduit where there, you know, Scully goes down to, to the basement office to discuss with him the, the um, op, you know, the yeah. whatever they call it, the form that yeah, yeah, put yeah, in yeah. to, to, go, expense, to, to go to Sioux City. Um, you know, he's talking to Scully and, and, uh, he leans over and he like whispers to her what he's saying. And it's like, that was not in the script. Like he was not told to do that. Like it's little things like that where he has such a well-formed idea of who this person is at this point that it's really impressive actually, because this is all, I think this actually was the fourth episode filmed. So, you know, he's, he's, he's able to project a familiarity with Scully without it becoming sexual or weird. Oh yeah. And, and. You know, I'm not to discount uh, uh, not to discount Gillian Anderson because she's also doing really good work, but I don't think she quite has a handle on Scully yet. And I think in some ways the character is supposed to be a little restrained. Scully isn't showing everybody who Scully is quite yet. Um, I'm just thinking, so she, I mean, I wonder if he is projecting a bit of Samantha onto Scully. In other words, she's a couple years younger. She's a few years younger than he he is at this point i wonder if he is slotting them into a brother sister dynamic and we're going to solve mysteries together like i i i don't know if that is part of their dynamic i think that's definitely part of it yeah it's I, certainly I is. you know he, he is certainly predisposed to you know wanting to team up with a younger woman you know because of his desire to see a sister again i again you can an adult molder if samantha had not been captured would have been very Close with her. Yeah, 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 frankly, yeah. And also, you know, final thing about David Duchovny is, you know, he can take his shirt off whenever he wants. Well, yes. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode of the podcast. If you have any thoughts on either of the episodes we just discussed, please leave a comment on this post for this episode of the podcast at tuninginshow.com. You can check out our Patreon if you would like to support our podcast with some of your money at patreon.com slash truckaboutshow. 
which coincidentally enough also supports our other long-running podcast, Trek About, going into its 18th season. Uh, we just released our episode on Star Trek Insurrection, the third TNG movie. So if you want to hear our thoughts about that, just go over to trekaboutshow.com and listen to that. Actually, it is about 18 seasons if we consider each season of a show. We've done 14 plus 3, 17. Yeah, I wasn't making a joke. <gasps> or maybe I was. Well, it wasn't funny. Social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, tuning in show, all those places. And as always, please leave us an iTunes review for tuning in. It is the best way for new people to find the show, and it makes us feel good. And don't you want to make us feel good, especially in Trump's America? Yes, you do. All right, next week, we are talking about the Jersey Devil, (gasps) which is also my nickname for Richard, (gasps) and Shadows. (gasps) Mac, why do you...